Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Hugh, thank you very much for that. Now, farmers across Europe protested today, demanding action on issues from cheap supermarket prices to free trade deals, as agricultural ministers met in Brussels to discuss the crisis in the sector. Hundreds of tractors were parked around the European Union headquarters while riot police put out a number of fires in the city. Meanwhile, as we heard earlier, in Cork, over 100 farmers travelled in a tractor convoy to Cork Airport, highlighting the growth of air travel at a time when farmers are being warned to cut their output of emissions. Where we're joined now by Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConlogue, who was at that EU Council for Agricultural Ministers in Brussels earlier. And you're welcome, Minister, to the programme. Uh, farmers here are claiming, well, they're saying, firstly, enough is enough, and they're claiming they're being regulated out of existence. Do you agree? Uh, good evening, Sarah. There, there's no doubt that the amount of regulation of farmers has increased in recent years, and, and that certainly is a source of frustration uh, for farmers. And I think it's really important that the EU does take stock in relation to you know, the complications that are there now with the common agricultural policy. And also it's really important as well that we see the European Union take stock in relation to the importance of, of funding the common agricultural policy strongly. Obviously, it was the key anchor um, programme within the EU and the former European Economic Community when it was first established. But we have seen in recent years the agriculture budget diminish in the context of the other demands on the EU budget. And that has happened alongside as well increasing regulation. Mm. So the message really now the EU needs to take note of and the message I delivered very clearly today was that as we go forward, we need to make sure that the EU budget will increase, uh, that it's central and really important in relation to supporting farm family incomes. And also, and more in the short term, we need to work to make sure that we simplify the common agricultural policy and reduce that burden of regulation that is on farmers. Okay, so talk to me about the short term then. Did you get anything to to achieve that that last bit, simplifying the the cap uh, and and cutting down bureaucracy? Yeah, the, the, there's the Dana or the um, Belgian presidency over the last period of time has been collecting um, ideas from different member states and has has brought that together. And uh, there was a clear view among, member, among ministers today that we now need to actually ensure that we actually can reduce red tape in the, in, in the short term. And particularly, one of the key things we want to see happen uh, promptly, uh, Sarah, is the need to reduce the amount of inspections that there are in the system, which bring a particular and can be a real source of stress for farmers because single farm payment and the various cap schemes are really important to farm family incomes. And that prospect of inspections can be a real source of stress to farmers. Mm. And I think that's something sure that I look for... forward now to that actually, to seeing seeing, seeing real steps mm. taken at EU level to actually address that over the short term. I'm sure the inspections are there for a reason. They are, but they certainly could be simplified. And I think that's the consensus among member states as well today. Um, obviously, I mean, the cap budget and the various schemes that are in place and the objectives that are there, and when you're spending public money, you have to have appropriate safeguards in place. But I think there's no doubt, and, and if you talk to anyone in the farming community over the last period of time, that has become more of a burden. And it has also happened at a time when we haven't seen the cap budget actually increasing, and indeed uh, downward pressure on at the EU level. Now, Ireland and myself as Minister at the Council of Ministers, but also um, in terms of our, uh, our, the Taoiseach, um, whenever the multi-annual financial framework has been decided, we as a country have been one of the key proponents of improving and strengthening the cap budget. But obviously, mm. you're one of 27 member states, and we have seen 
either static or downward pressure. Okay. Now, when we bring it back well, to we home, were, we uh, were speaking Sarah, to Pat O'Toole well, from we, the just, Irish uh, Farmers Journal a little earlier on. I put it to him that you were over in Brussels arguing for an increase in the cap budget, and he said, "Well, that, that's great, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. That's for 2028 onwards." And what's bothering farmers, or what's concerning farmers, is what's happening right now. Um, and one of those things that's happening right now, obviously, is, is all the rules and regulations and, and the problems in around nitrates um, and the nitrates derogation, and, and that's one of the things that they were talking about today when they were out protesting. Yeah, and just to finish the point I was making, when we bring it back home, because the CAP is a, is a co-funded um, programme, both with the EU central funding and also with national funding, we at national level um, have increased the funding we're giving to the CAP programme by 50% uh, for this CAP period, which is the largest ever increase there has been. And that's to make sure that the various schemes we have in place, uh, Sarah, can strongly support farmers. So, for example, I've delivered my manifesto commitment of €200 Euro, uh, per cow. Also, we've, we've actually doubled the payment for yos, uh, for sheep, from €10 Euro to €20. Euro, okay. And we've increased so uh, could, for, could, for the acres of the environmental scheme by 50%. The... But right. to, touch, to touch on the night, to deal yes, with the nitrates and, and your question. So that, that's obviously something that's really important to our agricultural model. Uh, we're one of two countries at European level that have a derogation from the norm that applies to other EU member states. As Minister, I'm working to make sure that, first of all, we continue the collective work which farmers are doing at national level to improve water quality, and which is an absolute must for all of us, but then at European level as well to make sure that we're communicating the work that we are doing at national level so we can keep that derogation long term. Obviously, we've, had a, we've taken a, a significant impact to our derogation as a result of the most recent reduction, uh, which has been applied by the European, by the European Commission. And the way now we work our, work our way through that is all of us collectively taking the steps, continuing to work to improve water quality, but also then in terms of that derogation being renewed at the end of 2025, that we all collectively as well put the case strongly, which I will be leading out on to make sure that we maintain that derogation, mm. which is so important to our agricultural model and which there's good, very good reason why we should have it because of the fact that we have a good growing conditions and we have the capacity to use more nutrients over the course of a year in Ireland than other member states would have. So what you'll have heard from farmers, particularly those protesting in Cork uh, this morning, is that they've had to take some of them emergency measures such as cutting cow numbers because they couldn't get more land in order to stay within the derogation. What do you say to them? Yeah, listen, that is the challenge that faces us whenever we see a reduction uh, to the derogation. And I've worked with farmers to provide as much support as possible. So, for example, I've introduced, uh, and over the course of this year, uh, we'll be introducing a 70% grant rate uh, for farmers who will be able to import slurry and to put storage in place uh, to help facilitate farmers to actually export slurry, which in cases where it's a possibility would be the first port of call for those farmers. But there's no doubt that if we any cuts we see to our derogation will have an impact on those farmers who avail of the derogation. That's why it's crucial we keep it. That's why it's crucial we continue the really important work farmers are doing in relation to improving water quality. But the farmers say that the, that the targets level. keep changing. They say that they're investing in some of the infrastructure that they need to stay within the derogation that they had and the target changes again. So where is the incentive for tar farmers to take yeah. on these big loans um, to, to build the infrastructure that they need and then the targets change again? Yeah, well, th that's, that is part of the challenge here now. This is the first time we've had a reduction in our derogation uh, from the 250 uh, maximum, which was allowed before now in terms of the amount of kilos you can apply of organic nitrogen in a hectare to 220. Um, and we can't afford to have it drop any further. But than it could that. happen, couldn't um, it? It's whenever you're one of two member states, uh, that is possible. But the way we ensure that doesn't happen is continuing the work that's needed 
by everyone to make sure we're improving water quality. And that's the job for myself and indeed working with, with all farmers over the next couple of years now to make sure that work continues mm. and then to make sure we're communicating that at European level so we can okay. maintain that derogation. One of the points also being made at that protest today in Cork is that farmers are taking issue with this idea that the government is, or at least some members of the government are supporting uh, the 25% expansion of Dublin Airport lifting the cap on passenger numbers. Minister Michael McGrath, your colleague in Fianna Fáil, is saying it would be detrimental to the economy if Dublin Airport is not allowed to expand. And this at a time, they say, when farmers are being asked to cut their emissions by 25%. Well, I think everyone has been asked to cut their emissions across all sectors of the economy. And what's important in any sector is that we do so proportionately and sensibly. Uh, and indeed, we ensure that we have good economic growth uh, in the process and good economic and financial well-being for, for everyone in terms of the, their, their individual professions too. And that's the approach I've been taking in terms of leading out in the agriculture sector, working at government level to make sure that in terms of the ask we have for farmers, for example, the ask for in relation to emissions reduction between now and 2030 for agriculture is 25%, uh, a figure which farm organisations support and, and have indicated we can achieve if we work together. Um, and that's really important. And, and my focus through the 50% extra that I've delivered nationally for our, our CAP programs, for example, is to support farmers in terms of income. Yeah. And, uh, but alongside that is to support them in terms of the steps and measures which can, can bring us towards that emissions reduction. And if okay. you look at the great work that they are doing, Sarah, for example, over the last two years, we've seen a cumulative reduction in the use of chemical fertilizer by almost 28%. And that's because farmers okay. you know, are want, focusing more in relation to how they manage land and in terms of how we use the organic Fertilizer I want to ask you briefly about what's going on in the EU at the moment, Minister, because I know you, you were over in Brussels and, and these farmer protests have been going on now for, for very many weeks over in Brussels. And as a result, the EU has taken action, hasn't it? Not climate action. It's rowing back on climate commitments because of these protests. We've seen, for example, Ursula von der Leyen scrapping a proposal to half pesticide use across the EU. Uh, other concessions to farmers announcing they delay rules, forcing them to leave part of their land fallow in order to protect the environment. Is the EU moving in the wrong direction? Well, I think the EU is listening to the pressure that farmers are under and it's really important we make progress on all of these issues. Uh, it's really important that we make progress in relation to across all sectors of society, reducing emissions, for example. Um, and we have an important these, task these as well backwards. in terms of improving. Th those are backward steps when it comes to climate, uh, aren't I, they? I, I think it's a reflection. Well, I think it's a reflection of the fact that we need to work and go at a pace which is manageable. Um, and uh, that has been a source of farmers' frustration that in terms of the engagement, in terms of the, the, the tasks that are being, putting, are being asked of them, mm. uh, that it's, it's, it's a lot very quickly. And what we need to do is work to support but, farmers. And, and yet, I'm sorry to interrupt you, and yet you know that cl climate scientists will tell you it's a lot not quickly enough, not half quickly enough. Well, I think certainly the, the faster we can, we can reduce emissions, the better generally. But yeah. we also have to do it in a way that is possible. And that's certainly the approach that we're taking at national level. We're setting targets which are stretch targets, but which we can deliver upon. And then we're working to support particularly farmers uh, in relation to the various schemes we have in place to actually deliver that. And I think it's important now that the EU does take cognizance of the importance of working with farmers. So, for example, whenever... I introduced the new common agricultural policy, which last year was the first year of. In introducing that and in settling and agreeing it at national level, I travelled to each county across the country and met with okay. farmers in each of those counties in order to make sure that we would actually fully test, fully consider 
and work with everyone to make sure we get a cap which would be as workable as possible. All right, and I just want to ask you, Finally, Minister, in, in, in relation to the way emissions are being to, counted. To farmers are, are treated fairly. Okay, I just want to ask you, Finally, in relation to the way emissions are being counted, and again, one of the things farmers are saying today is that they're not being allowed, for example, offset emissions um, in certain ways, that it's unfair. But we also have a text here which, which sums up, I think, a lot of what we've heard from farmers over, over recent months. This person says, as a farmer that has half an acre of forestry for every dairy cow we have, I also have 15% space for nature in addition to that, all on mineral soils. There's a significant possibility I'm actually a net sequesterer of greenhouse gas emissions, but that's not the way it's being viewed. We're also being hammered, says this person, with negative subsidisation, with more and more regulations being foisted upon us. Brussels Department of Agriculture have made a pig's ear out of our family farming model. But just on, the, on that first point from that texture, are, are farmers being treated fairly in the way greenhouse gas emissions are being counted? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there, there's the calculation system internationally is one is, is an international benchmark. Um, people will have different views in relation to how it can be assessed, but um, and that may evolve with time. I think the key thing we do and that we are doing at national level is setting proportionate targets, working to support farmers in relation to that, and working to reduce uh, support farmers and the, the massive work they are doing. Sarah, when you look at the various schemes okay. that are in place, the significant uptake of them, farmers are doing fantastic work. Do you think it's fair the way the system level. is set up? Uh, listen, I mean, I think when you're talking about international system, people will have different views on it. What's but your it, when view? you come back to basic, I, I, I mean, I'm not a scientist will, will, will decide upon what the best benchmark internationally is. But it, in terms of national level, our work is to try to go about supporting farmers okay. in the massive work and change that they're already bringing about at farm level. And really importantly, along that journey to make sure that farmers are supported in the most important work they do on a day-to-day basis, All right. which Minister, is food production and making sure that that work is respected. We have to leave it there. Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell. thank you very much. 